welcome, welcome, welcome to episode three. You guys are so amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming again. Um, it's going to be exciting, right? For me, the book of Exodus is so powerful, you know, because it just describes how God loves his people and how far he would go to save his people from anything that they're in. Like, these people had been in slavery for so long, and God raised up Moses. Like, how God even, like, preserved the life of Moses. How God made sure that he survived in everything that he went through up until the point that he was able to actually speak and go to Pharaoh to meet him, that God said, let my people go. And you guys have to think about it. Like Moses was raised by Pharaoh. (laughs) So imagine how it must have felt for him to go back to Pharaoh and say, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob told me to ask you to let these people go. That sounds so weird. But um, Pharaoh was like, I don't know what God you're talking about because I am the king. Like, who is this God of yours? So honestly, I'm going to be reading this as well with you guys. So it's going to be fun. Stay tuned. and. Open your ears. <laughs> All right. He is our Passover lamp. Every man shall take for himself a lamp without blemish, kill it at twilight, take some of the blood and put it on the door and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the houses. Now the blood shall be a sign for you. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. Exodus 12, 3, 5 to 7, and verse 13. For three and a half millennia, one of the most important dates on the calendar for our Jewish friends is the evening each year. When they celebrate the Passover Seder meal, commemorating their deliverance from slavery in Egypt. For four centuries, they were slaves to Pharaoh and to Egypt. Then Moses returned from exile to be their emancipator. And God sent a series of plagues upon Egypt. The last was the most devastating the death of all the firstborn throughout the entire land. To be spared the plague, the Jews were instructed to take a young lamp, perfect and without blemish, slay it and spread its blood over the lintels and doorposts of their homes, so that on the fateful night the Lord passed through, he would see the blood and pass over. At the home, where the blood was applied, was spared the death of their firstborn. They were saved by the blood of the sacrificed lamb. That little lamb is a perfect picture of our coming deliverer, the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Just as Christ was in the prime of life when he went to the cross, the lamb had to be a meal of the first year. Just as Christ was perfect and without sin, the lamb was to be without blemish. No wonder when Simon Peter spoke of Christ's sacrifice, he declared that we are saved by the precious blood of Christ as a lamp without blemish and without spot. 1 Peter 1 verse 19 The description of the sacrificial Passover lamp is given in minute detail in Exodus. Even to the specific instructions that not one of its bones was to be broken. Exodus 12 verse 46 It is no wonder then that when the soldiers approached the cross, the Bible records, but when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. These things were done that the scripture should be fulfilled. Not one of his bones shall be broken. John 19 verse 33 and 36 The Israelites were saved on that death-filled night because by faith they applied the blood of the Lamb to the doorposts of their homes. What a poignant and prophetic picture for those of us living in this dispensation. The Bible says, The soul whose sins shall die. Ezekiel 18 verse 20 The only way we can be saved from judgment is by applying the blood of our sacrificial lamb, the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus Christ to the doorpost of our hearts by faith in him alone. From Los Angeles, across the years, my wife and I, across the years, my wife, Susie, and I have intentionally made friends with Jewish people from Los Angeles to Dallas to New York to Jerusalem. On many parts of our evening, we have sat with them at their cedar meals. The dining tables are always beautifully set with all the elements to remind them of their forefathers' deliverance from bondage. There is the shank bone of a lamb, the bitter herbs, the salt water, and all the other elements that give visual expression to their surgeon as they pass on their ancient tradition from generation to generation. For more than 3,500 years, the youngest family member seated at the table has asked the father four questions. Why is this night different from other nights? Now this night we eat only on living bread. Why on other nights do we eat all kind of herbs? And on this night we only eat bitter herbs. Why on other nights do we not dip? But tonight we dip twice. Why on this night do we recline in our chairs at the table? The father then read, the father then read from the ancient Haggadah, the Passover book, explaining that the unleavened bread reminds them of the haste with which they had to leave Egypt. The bitter herbs of the bitterness of slavery and bondage. The deeping of personally into salt water of the deliverance through the Red Sea 
and the Egyptian army drowning in their pursuit. And finally, reclining at the table, expresses their freedom in no longer being slaves. 1500 years following that Passover, Jesus gathered his disciples in an upper room on Mount Zion in Jerusalem to commentate the Passover with those nearest and dearest to him. He knew when he passed the bread and lifted the cup that in a few hours his own body would be broken for us and his own blood would be poured out to make a way to heaven for us. Applying the blood to the doorpost of those Israelite homes meant two things, freedom from slavery and deliverance from death. Applying the blood of Christ to our own lives means the same two things, freedom from slavery to sin, which has its way of binding us and enslaving us, and deliverance from spiritual death. It's no wonder Paul said, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 6 verse 23 A Lord must have had this Passover lamb in mind when he engaged the skeptical religious leaders after healing a man at the pool of Bethsaida. For he said, Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and these are they which testify of me. John 5 verse 39 When we look hard enough, we find Jesus in every book of the Bible, and nowhere is he perfectly presented, for it is here that we find Jesus, our very own Passover lamb. This concludes the end of my reading. What do you guys think about this though? Like, and what does it say to what we see right now? We see the same thing happening before, happening again. Like the same pattern reoccurring. Like for example, back then God gave them a specific instruction that not one of the lamb bones was to be broken. The same thing happened in the book of John. Can you guys believe this? Like, these soldiers were mean and wicked. Like, they already beat this man up. This man was already dead. They could have broken his bones. But again, the Bible even said that these things were done that the scripture should be fulfilled. So not one of his bones were broken. Honestly, I feel like this is like, it represents so much. But another thing is this. Sin is such a big thing in the eyes of God. and the fact that we need to be saved and he sent Jesus for us and it's because of his blood, like not because of anything we did, but because of his blood. Like think about all those Israelites, like because that blood was standing in front of their doorposts, that's the only reason why their firstborn didn't die. Like it's the same for us because the consequences of sin is so grave that we require to die. Like the Bible says the soul that sinned must die, and the minimum wage of sin is death. So think about the minimum wage in terms of like how much you get paid. I stay in South Carolina, and the minimum wage here is $7.25. So think about it. That means the minimum amount anybody should, that means the minimum amount anybody should pay any 
human being in South Carolina. It's 725. So now think about this. The minimum amount for any sin that we commit should be death. That's a lot. But that's what God says. That's why God is like, I don't want any of you to have to go through this. I'll send my firstborn to die for you. So all of you all would not have to go through that process. Anyways, I really enjoy this reading and this shows how the lamp that was used back then is the same lamb that we have. And remember from the beginning, I said Jesus was the lamb that was slain even before the foundation of the world. So guys, we have a savior. Be excited and stay tuned for the book of Leviticus. That's interesting. Like most people don't even read the book of Leviticus. Um, you should be excited to know how you can find Jesus here. So stay tuned for the next episode.